Hello everyone, and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, a podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host, Nathan Raglan, and today's episode is something else. Today we have Holiday Kiss, an independent hyperpop artist whose debut EP, Once in Future, is out January 15th. We talk a lot about the EP, which is one I highly recommend, especially if you want an introduction to hyperpop and how it can be refined and redefined. Seriously, it's quite the trip. However, before we get started with the podcast, I want to warn you guys. During this conversation, we get really deep and personal. This is the most I've opened up in a podcast. We talk about struggling and depression, and even if it's only a fraction of a moment, it still hits hard. If this stuff is too much for you, I understand, and you're free not to listen. I will have a link in the description for a good place to start for online therapy if this is something you struggle with and you need help. I do hope you enjoy the podcast and listen to Once in Future. This EP and the music that Holiday Kiss is producing right now, it's one that's truly going to stick with me for a little bit, and I hope you give them a chance. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. Is this your first podcast? I remember seeing something about a first interview the other day, but is this like the first podcast you've been on? Yeah, it is. Ooh, are you excited? Nervous? Anything? Yeah, I'm. Proud. Yeah, it's a super, it's a super cool opportunity. Yeah, I, I'm glad you uh, decided to take me up on it. I really do appreciate it. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry if I yawn a lot. I yawn uh, a lot whether I'm tired or not. I'm not gonna overly stress about it. If if nothing else, it helps sort of set the vibe I'm trying to go for. Because if nothing else, I always try to go for like calm cool casual conversation to where you just yeah. express like you talk about your art because it's what you're passionate about more than anything else so. yeah exactly i was gonna say I, I it doesn't matter who comes on the podcast i'm always blown away with whoever i get on here like for example whenever i had i had nat on the podcast that yeah blew my mind so <laughs> yeah that's awesome i she, love her she really is she really is <laughs> Oh, by the way, I want to say thank you so much yeah. for letting me go ahead and listen to Once in Future. I am absolutely yeah, in course. love with it. Thank uh, you so much. I know, absolutely. I was like, I, I, I've been listening back to it like several times, partially the prep for the interview, but also because it's just legitimately that good. And I'm straight up tell you, <laughs> thank you, are, you. I'm straight up tell you, you are like my introduction to hyperpop as a whole. So I mean, this is like, <laughs> you are a good introduction in my personal. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's such an honor. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely going to be talking a whole lot about, like, you know, hyperpop and all this different kind of stuff. But if I just ask just randomly, like, what exactly got you interested in that kind of genre? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I I mean, I guess the 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 cliche answer for a lot of people is 100 gex. (laughs) I guess I can say and I guess I can say, yeah, 100 gex was. Okay, I have yet to, like, sit down and actually, like, listen to them more or less. 100 gex are pretty good. Okay. Okay. Should I just yeah. start all the way from the the beginning with them, or should I jump to like a thousand gex or something like that? Yeah, jump to a thousand gex. Jump to a thousand gex. Duly noted. I'll probably do that. Yeah. Tomorrow night at work. Yeah. So I work night shifts, and that's just draining. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned this on the the podcast with Nat, but like I drive a forklift around and stuff, so I like listen to music all the time. So. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Which is hilarious. yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to get off work on Friday because um, 
I have a shift, and that's when the EP comes out. Oh yeah, yeah. You you want to be there for like that celebration, more or less. Just to yeah, see. yeah, exactly. Oh, I totally get that. I totally get that. Anyway, shall we jump right into it? Yeah, sure. All right, all right, Robin. Before we get started, I must ask the icebreaker question. Mm-hmm. I ask for every single guest. What is yeah. your most unpopular art opinion? Oh, that's tough. Mm. Oh, what? Uh, I don't. I really like the movie Freddy Got Fingered. You really? I think. Okay, okay. I think. I think it's like okay. It's it's a movie that's famously considered one of the worst movies of all time. Right. Like, uh, I think Roger Ebert said it was below bottom of the barrel. <laughs> But I think there's a lot of genuine, like, commentary to be found within it. And I, I think it's, like, a genuinely really, like, well-constructed movie. It's just not going for what you think it's going for. So have, like, a different mindset going into it, and it's actually one of the better films out there? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't call it one of the better <laughs> films out there. I'd call it a good film. A good film. Okay. You just have to understand its intent. Okay. Okay. Which is pure irony and making fun of the state of thousands comedies. You know what? I, I okay. So I'll, I'll also say I haven't personally seen the film, but I've seen like yeah. people like bashing it left and right. But I also get where you're coming from, seeing what I have seen of it. Yeah. Like, it makes sense. I might have to sit down and ha- if I ever do decide to watch the film, I might, like, try to have that kind of mindset because I get where you're getting at. I, I actually, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but but Freddy Got Fingered is actually a good film. Is that a hill yeah. you're willing to die on? Yes, I am willing to die on a hill. I think it's a great film. Then, if that's the case, I can't think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Raglan. Uh, feel free to subscribe on YouTube, follow on whatever streaming platform you prefer, and follow us on Twitter at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> they are an an uh, n uh, a n. Uh, they are a hyper pop artist teaming with former guest and friend of the podcast left at London on the for the amazing duo Wow Okay. They have their own debut EP Once in Future coming out January 15th. Welcome to the podcast, Robin, aka Holiday Kiss. Yay. Thank Hi. you so much for having me. How you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Uh yeah, tired after work. Right, right, absolutely. But um, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, work on, you know, making that money one way or another. Yeah. Yeah, and just had a cheesesteak, so... Oh, there we go. Reviving. There we go. Correct, wait, so correct me if I'm wrong. I think I saw this on your Twitter. Are you around Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah I live in Philadelphia. You I live, like, literally right next to a cheesesteak place. Okay. So I, I eat a little bit more cheesesteak and cheese fries than I probably should. I, I mean, it, when you're in Philadelphia and they're known for their cheesesteak. I yeah. can't, I don't think there's too much, you know? Yeah, I mean it's part of the culture. <laughs> okay, and I have to ask, I haven't personally been there, but what is your like your preferred place for a cheesesteak? Um I guess the place that I live right next to, it's called Ishka Bibbles. Okay. But we just shorten it to Ishkis. Okay. It's like I can literally walk out my door and like in two seconds be an Ishkis. Oh, there we go. I mean, it's really good. If nothing else, convenience certainly helps with bringing it a higher rating, right? Yeah, yeah. I get a 
what is it? I get, yeah, cheesesteak with whiz, fried onions, ketchup, mayo, oh. and then small cheese fries. God, it's good as fuck. You are making me hungry, and I might have to find some way to get myself to Philadelphia sometime soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, well, before we get divulge too much into food and all stuff like that, let's get back to you when it comes to art. More specifically, the origin stories of Holiday Kiss. What exactly yeah. got you interested in art and music in the first place? Um. So, I feel like I feel like for like my entire life, I always wanted to do something with art. Like, when I was a kid, I really wanted to be an animator. Okay. Uh, and then, like, I want to be a filmmaker for a little bit. I don't know. I just, like, the idea of creative expression sounded really exciting for me and intriguing to me. And then, oh, yeah, uh, in middle school, I started getting into music through rhythm games. Okay. Uh, like, uh, Osu Tatake Oendan is a really big one for me. Rhythm Heaven. And then, like, getting into a lot of bands whose lyrics, like, helped me through shit, I guess. Okay, okay. Is there any bands that you and, think of off the top of your head? or? Uh, AJJ is a really big one. Okay. Formerly known as Andrew Jackson Jihad. Um, Block Party is really big. Weezer is really big. Uh, Daft Punk and Justice are really big on the music side. There we go. Like... I don't know. The idea of impacting people through music, like making people feel like they're not alone or feel like, I don't know, just any sort of emotion from it is really my goal. And it has been this whole time, I guess. Okay. Okay. Um, for you, when did it go from being just like a love for music and something to help you get through to like actually wanting to make it like a true career, like something that you could actually passionately go for and like make something out of it? Uh, that was in, like, the last half of high school. Okay. Uh, I was making, like, Vaporwave and Future Funk around that time. Um, and it was pretty good, right? It, it was it was decent. I made, like, 40 bucks off of it, so I'll call that I'll call that a dub. It's more than what I've made off of music, which is nothing. So, like, <laughs> I haven't made music, so. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I people were like hey you're like like your production is pretty good and i was just creating more and more varied things and i thought like you know i've tried and failed at so many creative outlets and this is the first one that that i can truly be consistently good at and consistently makes me happy so from then on i just decided like right here and then like this is what i'm going to do Honestly, I, I know exactly where you're coming from on that one because I, I'll i say for personal experience or whatnot, like I've always also loved art and such. And like I I went to college to be a filmmaker and such. And I've made some films and they've gone to film festivals and won awards and such. But like this podcast that I've been doing, this is like the, the happiest and like the most rewarding experience more than anything else when it comes to like creative endeavors, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but little less on me let's let's focus back on you for a second there um i know you mentioned uh you know uh, ajj and weezer and all stuff like that are those kind of influences that made you like want to pursue music or were there other ones sort of in at play definitely um i'd say like the first couple bands i got into like the first band i ever got into was lemon demon okay oh okay okay I respect which that. is like pre-spirit phone like 
That was like 2013, 2012. Oh, okay. So I got into Love and Demon. Then I got into Gorillas and Blur. Just everything Damon Albarn has made. There we go. And then Weezer. Yeah, yeah. What the question was like their big influences, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those are all huge influences on both like my personal development and just like the music I enjoy and make. Oh, there we go. Well, speak of the the music that you do make, the the one that a lot of people tend to like spearhead you to would be like hyper pop. For those who don't know, what how exactly would you describe hyper pop music? Uh, I used to say that it was. I used to call my own music like music that sounds like how Mountain Dew flavors taste. <laughs> I, it's like to like typically hyper pop is like really energetic. Yeah. Um really digital i've described it to some people as like the combination of all the styles of music that you'd get made fun of in high school for listening to okay okay I see um, where from. just with like an electronic glue on top of it all okay no i i totally get where you're coming from what exactly uh drew you to making that kind of music um it was fun <laughs> it was a fu- it was it was a fun sound and i really enjoyed its energy i wouldn't say that once in future and what's coming after once in future fully follows in the line of like super intense like loud crazy over the topness but i still you know okay i know you mentioned nat was on the podcast earlier right right she listened to Once in the Future. The first time she listened to it, she told me it sounds like hyper pop if it took mood stabilizers and started to cry. You know what? I mean, we'll definitely talk about it more, but like, again, you sent me an advanced copy of it, more or less. And like, that is the most accurate description I think I've ever heard. Like, that's like surprisingly <laughs> accurate. Like, oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I really want to bring a level of, like, subtlety to the genre. Right. Because I feel a lot of it's very in-your-face, over-the-top. Oh, I absolutely. I, I get where you're coming from on that aspect. So, I, I want to say, what would be, like, the, the holiday kiss sort of, you know, I guess creative kiss, I should say, when it comes to hyper-pop as a whole? Like, what do you, uh, <laughs> what do you want to bring to it that makes it different and unique than, like, the general consensus yeah. of it? I mean, just what I said, you know, like a, a level of like dynamics to it, a level of subtlety to it. I want complexity in it because I, I really enjoy hyperpop and making mm-hmm. hyperpop. But to be completely honest, I don't listen to hyperpop a lot. Okay. No, no, that, that's honestly fair. Just because hyperpop is really fun to listen to, but in short bursts. It's like an yeah. audio drug. Like, it just gets you super excited and hyper. But and I don't think it's something that I could consistently listen to. No, I, I, I honestly, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, especially with the drug things. Like, you get the high of, like, you know, this sounds awesome, this sounds yeah. great. And then after a while, it's like, you know, why did I even listen to this in the first place? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a couple artists, though, that I think, like, there's a couple artists that really blow me away. Um and I feel like my music's pretty, like, within their realm of hyper pop. Like, uh, Underscores does really good stuff. Okay. Knapsack. 
Riley the musician is crazy. Okay, I I, I need to expand my hyper pop uh, realm a little bit, so I'll definitely need to like write those names down. Yeah, I can That's I can cool. send I can uh, send them to you after the podcast. Awesome, I would greatly appreciate that. But speaking of sending stuff to the podcast or whatnot, I want to also backtrack a little bit whenever you mentioned Nat. Um, like I said before, she's actually appeared on the podcast. Wonderful guest. I would love to have her a million times over. How exactly did you uh, first get associated with her? Was it with her call for the WLW Brockhampton? Yes. Okay. Did she mention that? She did mention that, yes. Yeah. So... I, just want, I just wanted to know how it was from like your perspective, more or less. So... Um... I don't think I've ever told her this, but I didn't know who she was, and I didn't even know her vines. Okay. <laughs> but, but but before my my current girlfriend, my now girlfriend, sent me her tweet, being like, "Hey, I'm looking for uh, you know a WLW artists to to try to like make music together," and I was like, "Oh, okay. I mean, I don't think this is gonna work, but I'll shoot my shot." There we go and see what happens and and she enjoyed what i sent right mm-hmm. and then i she was like okay i want to make a song with you if you can try to write a good pop song like i'll work on it and i tried a couple times and it like they weren't very good and then i wrote this one song that it's gonna be on the first Wow Okay project, okay. whatever that ends up being. Okay, that is just fucking insane. Like, <laughs> I think I made it like late 2017, early 2018, and it's still one of my favorite things I've ever written. I think okay. it's just brilliant. Okay, okay. Uh, she loved it, and then we met up. We 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 stayed as like, like like friends, but not like frequently talking friends. Gotcha. And then October of I think October of 2019, we met up IRL because she was in the area for a tour she was doing. And yeah, we've been super close ever since. There we go. Now that's always awesome to hear. And I I, I will say you know that the little tease for the the wow okay that was yeah that that gets my dopamine going more than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, get excited no i i've been excited ever since you guys first debuted uh the project at the the wild wild fest uh the minecraft festival i was there for that yeah. when you guys debuted debuted all <laughs> that stuff and like i've just been blown away ever since i i will say though uh i was lucky enough that um nat actually sent me the uh, discord remix like before you guys actually did nice yes nice. and i have never heard the original one before after listening to <laughs> after listening to the remix, I went and listened to the original one. I still think the remix is superior. That's, that's probably <laughs> probably very biased, but <laughs> yeah, I I think uh, the Living Tombstone or yeah, the name of, well, yeah the people who made the original. I think they DM'd Nat saying that the remix was rad. Oh, that's that must be surreal. <laughs> More than yeah. Else. <laughs> um, and I will say, I, you've probably noticed me on Twitter before when it comes to wow, okay stuff. I'm the mm-hmm. one that's always constantly bugging about we should hang out. That's little yeah, snippet. Yeah, we should we should hang out is the song that I was talking about. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. look, I, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. All right, ever since I heard that little snippet right there, I have been like scraping and clawing for more and more because that little <laughs> bit right there was 
absolutely epic like that was yeah that uh, yeah i'm really proud of that song you should be like even that little like what 10 50 seconds you guys showed at that fest or whatnot like i just got hooked instantly like i i was i (laughs) no joke i like every time i try every time i listen to that like i'm always like grooving and stuff with it and i don't yeah i don't dance or anything okay (laughs) so so you know you gotta be doing something good when you that get that kind of reaction out of someone that doesn't yes yeah. <laughs> i'm so happy to hear that that's awesome oh uh, like again i just cannot wait to see more from what you guys do for wow okay because like that song alone is the one that's gonna like like it, it's already like just incredible what we've heard and like listening to the full thing it's just gonna be like heaven at this point or like cloud nine yeah at this point. yeah so. yeah <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Really, I'm sorry. Yeah. If I'm just gushing about this, but like again, no, I'm it's okay. It's, it, I, it's super like, it's super bonkers to hear people like be positive about the things I make still. Yeah. So thank you. And I mean, like, there's that one, but like also, uh, D Longstreet and the the other songs that you premiered at that that Wild Wild Fest. Like, those are all like really yeah. well done. Like, how how has the collaborative process been for you when it comes to working with Nat? Um. I guess it's a matter of one of us writes a chord progression or a beat and then we just pass the stems along to each other. Okay. We work in, di- we work in different programs. Oh, okay. So w- what we'll do is that we'll kind of export each layer of the song individually. And then it's almost like we're just remixing each other's work. If okay. that makes sense. No, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Like song, songs like Day Long Street and We Should Hang Out, like that stuff is mostly like I make an instrumental, she sings over it. But other times it's very much like it's like ping pong, just like shooting it back and forth and back yeah. and forth until we feel like it's done. Or maybe instead of the Long Street, it's actually a two way Long Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, okay, that it's always incredible because it's like yo collaborations you know they can go a million different directions so it's awesome to hear that like you guys are more or less like open i i would say when it comes to like how yeah. stuff is remixed or whatnot yeah we're very in tune like musically good that's always incredible to hear well speaking of being in tune musically let's get to music that's actually like right around the corner um by the time <laughs> this by the time this podcast comes out which will be uh january 14th tomorrow your first, your debut EP, Once in Future, will be sort of unveiled to the world. Um, how excited are you, first and foremost? I'm very excited. I've released uh, EPs under, like, different side projects before. Mm-hmm. But this is the first EP of mine that's just, like, non-future funk, non, like, I don't know. It's just, like, actual music that I have written about myself. Would you say that this is at the very least like the definitive Holiday Kiss EP more than anything yes, else for you? Yes, yes. This is the definitive Robin EP. Like this the is definitive Robin EP. Gotcha. Okay. This I feel like this EP is like what I have been working towards my entire musical life so far. There we go. Okay. So I need to ask first off. Like I again, I've listened to it. Now I'm the kind of person that I I get hooked onto the beat before I actually get hooked onto the lyrics. And like the beat for all these things, like they they have this nice, like oddly like soothing tone. I want to know at least for you, like what's the creative process when it comes to like making a song in general? Like do do you make the beats and then try to insert the music 
afterwards or is it like you have an idea in your head you try to make the beat around it like what's your like creative process for making a song i think it's very much having an idea in my head and making a song around it okay um, it's really interesting because what will happen is i can sit down at a, at my computer and a music program for hours making beats that i do not like <laughs> okay like i'll just make them and i'll be like oh okay this is kind of shit i'm gonna go to the next one just keep going but then the, the the beats that i end up releasing like the music that i end up releasing i don't remember making them okay it's like i it's like it's like i disappear and let my brain take over <laughs> no 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 i, I um, get where you come from that's yeah interesting way of wording it <laughs> yeah like um like often when i'm at work at the register I work in a grocery store for context for the listeners. Mm -hmm. um, and there's no customers. I'll just pull out a sheet of receipt paper and write down the arrangements of certain songs in my head. Okay. Or just like write down song ideas. And I'll go home, take those sheets of receipt paper, and just try my best to translate my brain's wording into tangible audio. It's like looking at like hieroglyphics and trying to translate them through the Rosetta yeah. Stone or something like that, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. There we go. Um, I was going to say, I, I can only imagine, like, after a while, I imagine your grocery store is like, huh, we, we're ordering a lot more receipt paper yeah, than before. Yeah, yeah. took, like, an entire Definitely, role. definitely. <laughs> um, so that actually kind of leads into, like, my next point, how, how you have kind of this idea and then you try to, like, build a song around it. As I listened to the song, again, like, the beats were already, like, incredible for me, but then I, like, listened to it over and over again, like, I listened to the lyrics more than anything else. I have to ask, is this album more, or this EP more or less a therapy session for you? Like, just straight up? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I could say... <laughs> yeah, um... I guess I should go a bit into, like, how I construct my lyrics. Okay. Um, there's a really informative episode of the podcast Song Exploder. Song Exploder. Uh, okay. Which is about, you know, talking to songwriters about how they write their songs. Okay. And uh, they're talking with the lead singer of Weezer, Rivers Cuomo. Okay. And he was talking about how every day, every day he writes in his journal just anything that comes to mind later he'll pick the best parts put it in a huge catalog of lyrics and when he has to use lyrics he'll try to make new meaning out of it okay was that kind so, of is that kind of a practice you've adopted or is that yeah yeah i've absolutely adopted that like okay. there are lines from once in future that are from a couple years ago okay um, that doesn't mean that the songs like are void of meaning Every song is very purposeful, and every song has its own. Every song has its own meaning, mm -hmm. like very intentional meaning. But I find that these stream of consciousness journal writings bring out like the most vulnerable and most like real expression of those thoughts for me. So I'll just take all the ones that are thematically linked and tie them together into one song. Okay, that that also makes sense, and also that can lead to, so, 
Again, I've listened to the EP. For, for those who don't know, it's it's six songs, like I would say not even 15 minutes long or something like that. So if you yeah, haven't it's, had, it's short. It's short and sweet. I'll say, if you haven't listened to it by the time you listen to this podcast, if it's out, definitely go listen to it because it's nice and it's easy to consume. But like, there's still a lot of thought that goes into it, especially the first song, which is quickly becoming my favorite song on the entire EP, Crossing. <laughs> um, mainly because like the lyrics that you have in it, it is some of the most like introspective and it's honestly one of the best written songs just period like that i've ever seen thank like, you like dead serious like the 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 lines i wrote down a couple of lines but like the one that you know gets me immediately is you know i need to remind myself not rewrite write yourself not remind yourself or, or not i forget what the, the third one is like <laughs> like that's the part that like instantly like got me like whoa this is like way deeper than i'm yeah. thinking with this stuff like do you want to elaborate on that lyric a little bit like what you mean by that yeah so like I kind of go into more depth on this concept on the EP commentary, which you can get if you buy the EP on Bandcamp. Which I highly recommend. Um, I've already done so, even though I've listened to the EP (laughs) several times. Hell yeah, thank you. No problem. Um, (laughs) So I kind of consider the entire EP... I'm trying to see if I can remember all my thoughts on this. I kind of consider the entire EP like an arc of how one responds to a traumatic event. Okay. Uh, Half of it is that, and then the other half is, like, becoming a more authentic version of yourself. Okay. And it's kind of how those two concepts intertwine. And Crossing is very much, like, the thesis statement that which the entire EP revolves around. Because every other song is about an individual aspect an individual stage of processing something Mm -hmm. and becoming closer to being more authentic to yourself. Um, But crossing is just like a message from the end, a message from like a message from your future self looking back. Like, I don't know. It's just about, I I, I get where you're kind of getting from just kind of like, you know, like a, See now I'm trying to find a hard way to describe this, but I know I yeah I, I, I it's get a hard it. concept to to like fully describe off the top of your head. It's like but, it's like that you know question that hypothetical question you always get like if you could go back and tell yourself from like five years ago something what yeah. would that something be yeah yeah it's just the idea of like you will become more true to yourself and become a better human being through these things that you are experiencing. Okay. I also wanted to say, like, this line as well also, like, got to me real quickly. Um, Take advantage of the cards you're dealt, like, towards the end of that course mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. I, like, because, you know, with with life, I think anyone can agree, like, it's not going to always be sunshine and rainbows and such. So it's like, you know, you got to take what you're given and, and do the best with what you got, more or less. Yeah. Uh, with that one. Yeah. Which I guess. I kind of. Sorry. No, 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 it's okay. No, I was going to say, uh, yeah, it, it further kind of establishes that, you know, remind your myself, not rewrite yourself that we talked about previously. Yeah, yeah. That line is very much, like, it's very much, like, not trying, it's, sorry. No, you're fine, you're the, fine. The intent is, like, don't try to repress the things that make you you in order to in order to become a you that you think other people would enjoy 
is that sort of a, a common thought or thread that you kind of had with this EP more than anything else? Or was it like more specifically with that? Yeah. I'd, I'd say through the EP, like, um, I learned a lot of stuff about myself throughout the process of making this EP. Mm-hmm. I guess one of the main things is that I got diagnosed with high functioning autism. Oh, really? During the process of making this EP. Okay. And, you know, a, a couple of years ago when I first started considering whether or not I had autism, I was very, like, no way, right? Like, I don't, I feel like I don't, I'm not autistic enough. <laughs> but really, there is a lot of parts of me that looking back, it's like, oh, duh, of course, that I just kind of masked my entire life because it's not what people wanted from me. So and you, I think, sorry. oh, no, it's okay. And I think a lot of the really shitty events in my life led to a lot of my personal, like, discoveries like that. So, I don't know. That's just kind of a huge driving force behind a lot of the EP as a whole, I guess. Okay. Thematically. Okay. I, I mean, I I want to say I can understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, like, you know, again, this is more or less like a personal experience for you that I'm sure others have experienced. But, I mean, like, this is this is basically you bearing your heart and soul out in, in music yeah. form, more or less. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. I was going to say, is that something you try to do with just all of your music as a whole, or is it like specifically this EP you want to be like, you know, I just want to lay it all out there for everyone? I feel like that's my music as a whole. Okay. I'm not very good at writing songs that are like stories about other people. (laughs) Like, I, I can't, like, all my songs have to be like personal, like, bloodletting. Okay. That's just how I write and. It helps me process the things that I'm going through. And also, I don't know. I just like being an open book. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. It's one of those, I mean, yeah. if nothing else, like, you know, you can hear any sort of writer. They'll give the advice, write what you know best. And yeah, who better to know you than you, you know? <laughs> exactly. Plus, like, at the end of the day, again, if someone is impacted by my work, then I'm happy. Yeah, if someone else who is feeling similar emotions reads the lyrics and understands what I'm feeling, then I could be broke on the side of a road and I'd still be happy. There we go. That's that's always a good mentality to have. More than anything yeah. else. Trust me, I, I try to like not force myself. But I have to remind myself that kind of mindset when it comes to this podcast more than anything else. Because <laughs> it's like I want. I, I want this like podcast to really do well because I'm bringing like mm-hmm. a- interesting people, people that I would I love to talk to more than anything else. Yeah. Um. I I don't know how well you've kept up with the podcast, and if you have it, I completely understand. But um, like a couple weeks back, I had a guy, a guy's name was Joe Horn. He was the director mm-hmm. of Class of Three Thousand. Do you remember that show? Oh no way! That's yeah, crazy. dead serious. It's one of those like I. <laughs> I, I was trying to explain this to last week's guest, which I don't know if you know him as well. Silva Hound? Does that name sound familiar to you? I don't know. Um, I was going to say, it, like, 
I don't know how involved you are with the My Little Pony like music fandom or whatnot. Mm. Um, I was gonna say he was very prominent there. He released an album. Oh, hell yeah! I was say he was he he's an EDM artist that released a lot of stuff through there, and then recently he did stuff for uh, Hasman Hotel, mainly this one song. Oh word! Yeah, he one song called Attic, um, the, mm-hmm. the, which was a music video that um, oh, it was originally just a, a simple song that actually had the voice actor uh, of from the pilot on the song and then yeah. like uh vivzy pop turned around made it a music video that music video has 66 million views right now yes <laughs> you've got some wild guests i know but it's like i'm looking at my analytics and such and i'm only getting like you know 10 20 50 listeners <laughs> but at you the same got time, this i believe in you i was gonna say more than anything else like i've at least mentally accepted the fact that i don't care how many people sit down and watch this stuff mm-hmm. you know because one yeah, thing it's I was, for you yeah it's for me this is the content i would watch. i legitimately listen to episodes over and yeah. over again because like <laughs> I, because i get to talk to people that i truly admire like yourself like i really do admire what <laughs> you're doing you. like it's absolutely thank you incredible. so much thank you so much that means like the world to me yeah. also i can absolutely relate to what you were just saying like all the songs I can tell that I'm going to release a song when I listen to it over and over like it wasn't my own. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, 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 whenever I listen to Once in Future, I feel like it's not my music. I'm like, oh my gosh, who's this crazy artist that I'm listening to right now? I really enjoy this. And then I realize that it's myself, and I'm like, oh, I should release this. <laughs> and then you think to yourself, oh, wait, I'm the crazy artist. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, goodness. I mean, and, you know, I I could only, like, wish to have just a fraction of the talent that you have. Because it really is a talent to, like, sit down and, like, think of, like, music and stuff that, like, you would listen to and then actually make it. Because I know there's a lot of, like, time and, you know, effort and, like, thought and, like, experimentation that may succeed or may fail. That I can only imagine that, like, you go through on a daily basis when you make music. Absolutely. I mean, Once in Future is, like the final iteration of a million different projects. Really? Right? Yeah. I mean, I started last year. Okay. Or, Jesus Christ. Two years ago now. Cause 2019. Oh yeah. geez. It's amazing. Yeah. So, 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 so 2019, I started work on an EP called worm Chord volume one. Okay. Which was just like a meme title. It was just going to be whatever. <laughs> The idea being that I could make whatever kind of music I want and call it Wormcore, and it would still work because Wormcore is my genre, and I get to define the rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I was working on that. Like, if you've if you've heard the single "White Grape Juice," yeah, which I have. is how a lot of people were introduced to me. Mm-hmm. Like, that was what Wormcore was gonna be. Okay, but I found that my production skills were quickly getting better, and I quickly wanted to write more about serious things okay okay so i was like okay no more worm core i need to be serious and once in future is just the result of like a million attempts to All right. truly get something down something tangible down nice i mean from what i've listened to so far you know from what is to be at least the finished product at this point I can tell like the time and effort definitely went into this it, you know, all the, and the yeah. many different attempts, because this is like legitimately some good music. Like I said, like I'm, I'm 
instantly falling in love. Well, not instantly, but I'm like quickly falling in love with Crossing. That's I've said before. That is like my personal favorite off of the the six yeah, track. Thank you. Um, uh, fail safe. You've already you already released that or whatnot. It seems yep. to have a good reception more than anything else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, I also yeah, really enjoyed it. Yes, I also want to say my uh, like if I had to pick a number two, Landlock is instantly like the one yes. I gravitate to. Um, Absolutely. What was kind of like the the mentality that you had whenever you decided to use that as more or less like a metaphor? Like what was like that supposed to be referring to like mentally? A landlock. Yes. Um, I guess landlock in general is about the idea of it's about the idea of knowing that you need help right right knowing knowing that you need help but it it feels so far away um to give context to like the metaphor of the literal metaphor of like the words Mm -hmm. i'm in a land the lyrics are for those uninformed um i'm in a landlocked state but a mile away from my escape uh i live in philadelphia uh as mentioned prior um Pennsylvania is a landlocked state. It's next to a bunch of crazy big rivers, but it's not next to an ocean. Huh. Except for the fact that I can drive 20 minutes and be at the ocean. Because I am literally right next to New Jersey, right next to Delaware, right next to like New York, all seafaring states. So I kind of like took that actual like geographical fun fact. I kind of flipped it as like, I feel like I'm in a state where I can't get out and I can't change and I'm just going to be stuck this way. And yet just a mile away, like not, not too far of a drive away is like the help I need. Like my escape from that mental state. All right. No, I, 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 now that you actually like laid out a little more, again, I saw the lyrics, but like, actually like saying it out it totally makes sense where you're coming from on that one um yeah i I imagine that yo i I know this is a lot about you but i imagine there's gonna be a good chunk of people like when they listen to that they know exactly that same sort of mentality that same sensation yeah anything else i think yeah i think landlock is gonna be big for a lot of people Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm right there with you. I also wanted to to say like something that might also mean a lot to you. Uh, the interlude 2015. Is there a particular mm-hmm. reason why you use like that specific year? Like, was that like a, a substantial year for you or? Uh, I'm gonna leave. That's the one thing that I'll keep a closed book for okay. myself. Okay, fair. I'll enough. just say I'll just say that something happened in 2015 that was really awful, okay. and I still think about it. Okay, and within like the context of the EP. It's like, it kind of represents the idea of like, these things end up, I don't want to say becoming a part of you, but like, Th- there's something that become a part of your psyche. I was going to say something that you never truly let go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I don't want to, you know. I don't want to delve too much deeper into that, but yeah, I will say, yeah. you know, I, I mean, uh, there was also, what was it, the last two on the album, on the EP, uh, Abyss and uh, Caramelize. I do want to say Caramelize, you've actually had that release for what, a good six, seven months at this point. Was that, yeah. always, was that always going to be a part of the EP or was that something that like, as you were putting it together, you were like, you know what, this will actually fit well right there. Uh, So yeah, Caramelize was originally part of Wormcore. Okay. And so was Failsafe, but um like i was 
when I was like, okay, I don't know if I want to continue doing Wormcore. I want to try to do something more serious. Mm-hmm. Caramelize was definitely like the core of that. Because <laughs> okay. Caramelize is super personal to me. And I was like, I want to make an EP of just Caramelizes. There we and go. Then, and then I made Once in Future. <laughs> I. Man, if only music was made that quickly. It's like, I want to make a bunch of these. Here it <laughs> is. Press the make music button. Yeah. <laughs> press the make music. On second. Uh, was that alt tab? No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or sorry, alt F4. That's what it is. And then. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Front tip, y'all. Press alt F4. Yeah. That's alt- the music button. Or, I mean, if you really want the music button, I believe it's the one that, well, for some people, it might be top right, the power button. Let me see what that does. Yeah. No, I'm joking. Mm, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I, okay, so I. So basically, like, Caramelize was, like, it was the basis or more or less the foundation for what Once in Future would become, more or less. Yeah, right? definitely. Okay. Okay, I mean, it's certainly a good foundation because, I mean, I, I, from what I've seen that, I mean, I know you only release a couple songs, but that's probably one of the more popular ones that I've seen so far across most of your platforms. So, yeah, I, I mean, I actually, actually, if you look at the analytics, well, I guess only I can because it's on... <laughs> Because it's like my private stuff, but the analytics show that people haven't really listened to Caramelize as much as the others. Really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Which I can't believe because personally, Caramelize is my favorite song I've ever written. Period. Really? Okay. So I hope that the EP exposes the song. I mean, I'm to sure a lot more people. I'm sure it will. I mean, because again, I've said this before. Like, you know, I want to say we are probably in like the. I'm not, yeah, we're probably in like the golden age of like short form like music, I say, because it's like you're we're getting, these, we're getting these albums that are like six, seven songs long or whatnot that have like that are just packed with just incredible music all around. Like I said, I've gushed already yours about, I, I gushed about Once in Future enough as it is. Um, I had Vera Much on the podcast a little while back. Hell and like, yeah. And like I was in love with her EP. Thank you. That EP is just yeah. something else. As a matter of fact, I, uh, what was it? Parts in Motion is actually the outro song for this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, oh hell yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. I went ahead and asked her. I'm like, do you think it'd be okay? She's like, oh yeah, just make sure I get credit. I'm like, like I wasn't going to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because again, as much as I'd love to be one to like make music, there is no way I have the time and patience for that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so valid. But like, I I still love to like appreciate it, and like you know, again with this EP, like the songs that you have, like I I really do hope that it gains like the traction that you deserve from it because it's really like it, it's quite an emotional journey more than anything else. Once people actually sit down and like listen to it over and over again, like thank like, you. It like I can only imagine how it must have been from from your front the fact that this is your life basically being played out to the public. Yeah, more than anything basically, else. yeah, yeah, I. I, I do hope it does well. I mean, <laughs> uh, like organic reach on Twitter and Bandcamp and SoundCloud is very hard. I so, mean, I mean, I, I mean, there's kind of no telling how well it's going to do, but I mean, I hope it, does well. it, it seemed to already do a decent splash because you were noticing the other day how it was one of the top albums listed on Bandcamp, which I must yeah, imagine. That was really bonkers. Yeah, that must have like just blown your mind for a second there. Like, wait, what? People are actually, what? Huh? <laughs> yeah. I got uh, $130 from Bandcamp. Yo, there we go. Yeah. Uh, Sales have slowed since, but I'm hoping that Bandcamp can end up becoming a good, decent source of revenue for me because I got to pay rent. 
I mean, if nothing else, I'm sure once it actually picks up, maybe the Spotify train can eventually provide some monetization a little oh, bit. Oh, I hope so. That 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 seems like a bit of a future goal, but well, I mean, it, definitely, it, it's always nice to look forward to the once and future. You know, absolutely. <laughs> I I have set like a I don't know if I'd call it like a New Year's resolution. Okay, but I do have a goal of like having music be a decent revenue stream for me. Okay. I feel like revenue stream seems too corporate. <laughs> but like I do need some money <laughs> to help live and I feel bad asking for like asking for money. Well, I so mean, I'll just sell merch and music. Yeah, which by the way, some of the merch that you've already like teased beforehand like that once in future shirt, like that is some like legitimately yeah. good merch right there. Straight Thank up. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I need to teespring.com slash stores slash holiday kiss. There you go. Definitely going to be having that <laughs> in the description just for you. Hell yeah. Home. As well as, well, I, it won't be out. I might have to update it like the day after, but like whenever it does release, I, I'll tell you what, I'm mm. going to go ahead and link the band camp so that people can go ahead and yeah. buy the EP because they should you can pre-order it. You can pre-order it and you get like commentary too. So like the stuff that yeah. we don't cover in this podcast they can definitely explain it more Nath, better than I can ask it at this point. <laughs> yeah, the pretty in-depth commentary. Trust me, I'm looking forward to that as well, considering the fact that, like, <laughs> I again, I've already gotten, like, my own, like, mentality of, like, the motifs and stuff that is coming with yeah. this EP. But, like... I can send it to you after the podcast. Uh, well, I already bought the Bandcamp one. You don't need to send it to me. Seriously. Okay, fair, 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 okay. <laughs> as well as I'm going to get it one way or another, so you don't have to yeah. stress about it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, you, uh, oh, I forgot to mention, uh, so with Once in Future, like, one of the things I noticed is you've had a good bit of the, the collaboration with this on at least a good, yeah. like, what, two, three tracks? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, three tracks, three for tracks. half of it. Yeah, uh, for each of the people that were on, I wish I wrote down a list of who you had on the, uh, for the <laughs> tracks, but, like, for each of them, how did that collaboration come to be, and how do you think they sort of helped with the production? So, I can just go, like, in order of the tracks and the track listing. Okay. Uh, Failsafe. I started it. I really enjoyed it. I wasn't entirely sure of the direction in which it should go. Okay. So, I sent it to uh, dubstep bass music prodigy more kismet. Super talented fucking kid. It's insane. <laughs> They're godlike. There you go. And they just... They just sent back these, like, really weird noises that just fit really well. So I used those little bits to construct a fuller song. There you go. I got a fellow hyperpop artist and also really fucking talented kid. It's crazy how talented people are at such a young age nowadays. Uh, her name's Fixel. She did a verse um, that was very much needed because I couldn't think of something. There you go. <laughs> And it, 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 okay, yeah, I'll elaborate on the point I was gonna make later, but okay, I needed an outro. I thought it'd be sick to do like an emo band because a lot of my roots in music comes from emo music. Mm -hmm. So I called up my friends at Khaki Cuffs and they delivered with a super fucking banging outro. Yeah. And I think combined, uh, Fixel and Khaki Cuffs contributions brings such a such like a it brings the edge and anger that it needed it brings the angst 
Yeah. Yeah, because that's one thing I've noticed, at least with that song. Like, uh, it's, it's coming back to me now. But, like, you know, it, it, it seems like you're more or less, like, just telling, like, say, correct me if I'm wrong. It's like you're basically telling someone else is, like, I understand who I am. And it's not good. Yeah. Mentality. Yeah. It was very much, like... I don't know. I wrote it at about a point in college where I was just like, I felt so defeated and I was like, I'm just going to lay in bed for the rest of my life. Mm. <laughs> no, no. I don't know. Honestly, like you'd be surprised. I've actually felt like that same way, like mentally, like there were times in college where yeah. like, I did not want to get out of the bed to go to yeah, that I'd, class. I'd, even I'd spend like, I'd skip classes and I'd spend like periods of four days just like, Ooh. not leaving my bed unless it's to use the bathroom which was rough but no again that I, song I, helped I, me get out of it so okay okay that's good that's good to hear that's always good to yeah hear. I, was, I, <sighs> I was gonna say because like i know that, again i relate to that probably a little too well and it makes me think maybe i do have a problem maybe i've had a problem for a while <laughs> But instead of therapy, I have a podcast, which is uh, apparently yeah. a, which apparently is a stereotype online. I did not realize that. <laughs> and instead but, of therapy, I have music for an audience yeah. of people who also don't have therapy. <laughs> hey, it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, wow, that is that is morbid. I am sorry. <laughs> that is very morbid, <laughs> but it's true. Uh, people, if you need help, seriously, like there are plenty yeah, of sources actually, online. Yeah, actually, go to therapy. Therapy is yes. actually good. Ther- it is better than deciding you're gonna spend your whole life making music. Yeah, and, and also, and also, there are definitely a lot of good sources out there. Um, do not settle on the first one. If something does not resonate with you, try someone else. There's always is absolutely okay. people are gonna be, there are gonna be people that are gonna be there for you. So if you seriously need it. I've been to like six therapists. Really? Okay. Yeah. Like, like it never works the first time. Okay. You just gotta keep trying. Exactly. Exactly. You'll find it. There you go. That's all. That's a good way to to get us out of that hole. Get us out of that <laughs> abyss more than anything else. Yeah. Right? Hey. hey yo. <laughs> I was gonna say, speaking of that one as well, you also have a, a collaboration on that one as well. What was it like, sort of making that sort of collaboration on there? Yeah. To so, help sort of. So the reason. Sorry. Yeah. The reason I got uh, the artist that I did get, uh, Kuru, I don't know how I pronounce it like that, it's just Kuru, mm-hmm. uh, on there, um, he did a song that I helped produce called Clueless. Okay. That's really popular, and I don't know why. <laughs> it's got like 200,000 views on Ooh. SoundCloud. Okay. <laughs> it's on the Spotify Hyperpop playlist, and I get like 15 bucks a month from it. Hey, so you do get revenue <laughs> from Spotify. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I was like, I don't know, that's probably my biggest contribution to music so far. So, like, I wanted to get them on not only is just, like, I feel like that'd be really, like, full circle and great mm-hmm. and shit. But also, I-, I feel like that song is very much, uh, like, the perfect blending of natural and mechanical like just just these really natural string samples and like this really breathy synth mixed with like real drum sounds chopped into into the drums yeah and i felt like his really mechanical style of of rapping like like his vocal processing 
sounds so processed and like fake and digital. And I thought that that would just be perfect. Like just on a sonic level, that'd be perfect. I mean, in my opinion, it certainly did. It certainly did sound like it blended really well in that one. So yeah. Yeah. Good job on your guys. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, and then of course, like I said, we've already we've basically touched on the other songs. That's basically once in future. Um, and like I said before, if if this podcast is out, if you're listening to this after the EP is dropped, definitely go listen to it. it is yes, please. It, it is a good collection of music that I would highly recommend to just about anyone, more than anything else. <laughs> so, um, but I do want to say, like, so you have this EP that you're like ready to drop more than anything else. Yes. Yeah. What about after that? What should we expect more from you? Um, well, <laughs> I, I gotta check the date to make sure it's, I have the right date in mind, but I am performing a set at a Minecraft festival called Rat Rave. Okay. Um, Didn't I believe it... on the 21st or 22nd. I think it's like 22nd. Cause I saw you retweet one of their tweets. I think. Again, uh, yeah, January 22nd. That oh, yeah. is when I am performing. I will be. If you are listening to this before Rat Rave, check it out because I will be performing new songs from Ooh. what comes after Once in Future. Ooh. Oh, okay. I need to I need to set some time aside yeah. for that one. Is what I don't, I <laughs> yeah, I don't want to make like promises right. as right. to what my future holds. Mm-hmm. But I know what I am considering doing. And again, don't take this as gospel. Uh, I'm considering making another six song EP. Okay. Called Now and Forever. Now and for okay. The idea being that it's like almost like the side B of a combined album. Okay, for like with once, once it, and future and now and future, future. Yeah. now and forever. That's clever. And then, That's clever. Yeah, and then I could sell a physical version, like yep. combine them into one full album, make it one full experience. Uh, like even like combining the names just once in future now and forever like that that yeah that would flow off the tongue honestly and that i would love to see that honestly yeah i'm I'm considering doing that we'll see uh i have some big collabs down the line okay uh so stay tuned for that i don't know if i can say but very right. exciting if nothing else let's let's let people speculate in fact i want to go ahead and speculate just a little further you said you got some big collabs down the line yeah but, like, I have to know, like, I've asked this to every single one of the other, like, music guests that have been on here. What is mm-hmm. the dream collaboration for you? Like, it, let's say I'm the executive. I walk, I walk in. I'm like, I have access to every single musician, producer, mm-hmm. songwriter, you name it. I will have you in a session with them. And either you could make a song with them or you could produce their album. What is your dream project? Whew. Uh... I want to make music with anybody from Ed Banger Records. Okay. Uh, it's a French electronic label with Justice, uh, Sebastian, Mr. Oizo. Really cool, groovy, funky, and yet really unique and distorted French electronic music. Also, I would love to have a song written by, as I mentioned earlier, the lead singer of Weezer, Rivers Cuomo. Mm-hmm. I think he's like one of the best songwriters of the past couple of decades. Um, like if I, if I were to make it into Hollywood somehow, the first thing I would do is be like, okay, where's Rivers Cuomo? I want him to write a song for me. There you go. No, you watch. It's like, I get, we'll give you Rivers Cuomo. 
but it's B.O.B. Magic Rivers Cuomo. Are you okay with that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm okay with that. Bring it on. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, hey, make it I, work. hey, I say it as a joke, but let's be honest. That was actually a pretty good song. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing, the thing with Rivers Cuomo and Weezer in general mm-hmm. is that, like, for every eight stinkers, there's one piece of, like, just, like, unbelievable, like, complexity and, like, beauty like he's such a smart songwriter on the songs where he actually tries. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, if nothing else, he certainly has like the, the years of experience behind it. I mean, goodness, how long has Weezer been around just in general? Yeah. I mean, like, like Jesus, like 30 it, years, 30 years. Has it been 30 years? It doesn't feel like 30 years. It really does. It's been 30. Yeah. Almost 30 years. Good Lord. I'm feeling old. I'm only in my twenties. <laughs> yeah. It's bonkers. Oh, good. Can't man. believe they're still at it. Yeah. And like, they can still pull out like some really amazing stuff too. Like it's nothing to like, you know, it, it, it's nothing to, to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's nothing to joke about. Like they, they, yeah, they, they're still like, and the fact that they're still like doing stuff, like it's always wow, Good absolutely, Lord. yeah. God, I, yeah, they, I could talk, I could talk about Weezer for a very long time. We you know. What? Let's talk about Weezer for a little bit. We got time on this podcast. Okay, <laughs> like, okay, sure. what, let's go. What, what, what got you interested in them in the first place? Um, I had a music history class in middle school. Okay. And they showed the music video for Buddy Holly, and I was there like, "This go. is good." <laughs> so then I got into Weezer a bunch. Um, I think my favorite album, my favorite Weezer album, is the White album, which came out in 2016. Okay. Uh, I can send you some like choice songs from that era. Okay. It's just so brilliant. It's so I like. I wish I could put into words like how brilliant the songwriting, just on like a lyrical level, and just like a like 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 the harmonies like the the chord progressions well i mean what about the, like I, I it's kind of obvious to kind of ask this question but what about them like really like drew your attention more than anything else because i know that i mean anyone can say that they're a good band but like for you like it's like it hits a little deeper for you doesn't it yeah weezer is like <laughs> i'm like back in my like third or fourth weezer phase at this point at the moment <laughs> there's um, no shame in that something about Something about how they blend, like, like the like the like the, God, I'm trying to think of how to put my feelings on Weezer into words. It's just like perfect pop music, but delivered in such a, such a gritty way, such and an yet also way. such a clean way. Yeah, like the if you listen to, like Jamie, a uh, B side from their first album, like it is the most distorted guitars you've ever heard. And yet they sound so clean and they sound so precise and just sound like they're glued together. So like majestically, but I feel like if you were to play that song with another arrangement, it would be a beach boys song. Okay. Like, like they're just, they're just, they're just like perfect little, like the best Weezer songs are just perfect pop songs with such a really incredible formula delivered in such a raw, in such a raw way. Okay, now I I get where you're coming from. It, was there ever a moment to where like Weezer just kind of impacted you just that little bit differently? Like like 
like when was it for you like more than just like a love for Weezer to like holy fuck these guys like defied me? Uh, the White Album. The White Album. Okay. Yeah, because I that was I was in high school. I was fifteen at the time. Okay. Uh, and like Weezer <laughs> to to the general public and to the general music listening public, Weezer has made very shitty music for a very long time. After after a couple years of making really really good music. Mm-hmm. and they were kind of like going back on the up right like their music was getting better and better and like the white album was just like it surpassed every single expectation i've had i had for it and rarely do i cry over music just over the quality of the music itself oh. but, like i cried listening to the, the white album the first time and i was like damn this is like a new favorite of all time and then I was like, yep, yeah, this, like, I don't care if they continue to release shitty music, which they somewhat have <laughs> after, but yeah, the White Album is just fucking insane. I was going to say, so the thing is, and I don't know, you might, I don't know how well you're going to take this or whatnot. I was going to say mm-hmm. the way that you felt with that White Album or whatnot, there's been a moment or two when I've actually listened to your EP and like, I felt myself like tear up a little bit, mainly with Crossing. That's oh like, my the, God. yeah, like straight up. Like that's the one where it's like, oh my God, this is, this is something different for that me. That means so much to me. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. I mean, I, I know what was it? Um, like whenever I had Nat on the podcast, uh, we were talking about uh, actually Tyler the Creator, who's a major yeah, influence yeah. for me. Um, I was gonna say she had told me that like you know Igor like gave her a good cry more than anything. Yeah, else. Igor just like put me in shock. Igor is my yeah. I put Igor like top three albums of the decade. There we go. That's a good way of wording it. I thought you were just gonna say like at least top Tyler, but like, absolutely when I say the decade, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Like that just Igor's hits different. Nuts. Like it, it, it's amazing how he's able to like just like put himself more into songs. Like like yeah. basically, like what you're doing with Once and Future. He basically did that with Igor and then some in like a, a musically like unique way that's like so hard to describe. Really. Yeah, I really like. I know Once and Future is an EP, mm-hmm. and I feel like I want to make EPs for the foreseeable future until I can make something as cohesive both like thematically and and like musically like sonically as igor okay okay no i, t- I totally respect that and i also can't i can't wait for the day whenever you do release like that thematic album like that's gonna yeah be, that's gonna be like incredible more than anything else yeah it's gonna be in the pipeline for a little bit it's gonna take yeah. some time well, speaking of the pipeline, let's get back to. I, I have. I want to ask this little question again. You got you got the EP coming out. You got some potential future collaborations or whatnot. You got Wow OK as well. Yeah. I'm I'm asked the generic question. Where do you hope to see yourself, say five, ten years down the line? I don't think I have an answer. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. I think I'm just going. I'm just going with the flow at this point. <laughs> I'm going with what feels right. I feel like I've, it's 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 kind of overdone at this point to say that last year was the like great disruptor of all years. Yeah, yeah. Right. But seriously, I mean, there are several points. Like January, February, I thought last year was gonna be a really big IRL year for me, right? Like touring, all that stuff. I was gonna put out a different EP than what eventually came out mm-hmm. uh 
Sorry, getting a drink of water. Um, you're fine, you're fine. Yeah, early part of the uh, of the quarantine. I didn't expect to end up back in Philadelphia again, but family conflicts uh, forced me to run to Philadelphia. Gotcha. Uh, like that in itself is a huge like life shift and future shift, right? So, like, especially after that, I'm like, I have no idea what the future holds. I just want to have one. And I'm going to go with what I, like, go with what's in my gut and just hope it works out. Uh, You'll know how much I'm, like, relating to you on this, like, dead serious. Like, this is, yeah, this is, okay, yeah. No, I I get where you're coming from, and I kind of have that same mentality because... I'll I'll reveal a little bit about myself right here. It's one of those uh like I I was in college. I'm in Georgia, by the way, um around mm-hmm. Athens. I was in South Georgia mm-hmm. for college and stuff. And um, like for... my uh my parents met around Athens. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. That's that's honestly interesting to hear. Um, now I was gonna say so. Like I went to college in South Georgia for like it, it. It was supposed to be just a standard four years, but like I ended up being yeah. a little bit longer because, like you know, for me, like mentally, you know, like college is, it's just something else. And I college think, is a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I had to take a gap semester last semester. It's quite okay. awful. I've been taking at least a gap year at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, but like the thing is I want to like sit down at some point and actually fish it. Cause I'm literally one semester away, like 15 hours. Wow. Like, I, yeah. I, it's like, you know, like I thought I wanted to be like a filmmaker and I still do like, that's still like the ultimate angle. Like I said, I have, I have posters on my wall right here of films that I've made. Sorry. Over oh, there. That's awesome. Of films I made that have actually gone to like film festivals and such. And like oh, that's I, awesome. I, I've won awards and shit, but like it's all cool and it's nice, but at the same time, it's like, it, what's my future with that? You know, like yeah. I like yeah. I, I like I know what I could do, but it's like I don't know if I could be the one to do it. You know? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a very true feeling. Yeah. yeah, and it's like you know, like I, I I'm back home with my dad right now, and like you know, I'm working, I'm actually working with him at this warehouse, you know, night shift or whatnot. Yeah. And like, it's a very good job, but I know that like it's a job, not a career. So what do I want to yeah. have my career? And like, I'm not banking on this being it, but I've had more fun with this podcast than I've had with like four or five years of college. And I've only done this thing <laughs> since I've only done this since September of last year. Yeah, I feel like uh, that's definitely like a, I know personally that's definitely a, like a hard sell for like family members, right? Mm-hmm. Like my mom would always be like, "Okay, but like, what's the real job, right?" Yeah. Like, what about what what like what's what's your health insurance gonna be like? Yeah. And I'm like, and and my answer would always be like, "Look, when I decided for myself that I want to try to pursue, I want to at least attempt." to perceive music as a full-time thing. I didn't go into it because I wanted to not have health insurance, not because I wanted to not have a stable income, but because I wanted to entertain people and I'm okay with going for the risk. Yeah. If nothing else, you're doing what you love more than yeah. doing what you have to do more than anything else. I'm, because... I'm just, tr- yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just trying my best. If it doesn't work, I'll spend the rest of my life working at a grocery store, which like, that that would make me equally as unhappy as if I spent the rest of my life studying something other than music and not giving it 
the the shot that it deserves. I mean, I was gonna say on my behalf, don't get me wrong. I'm still going to get that degree. Like I said, at this point, I already spent so much time and Lord knows how much money I got at this point. It's one of those I've spent so many on college loans alone already that if I don't, if I don't finish, I'll be more or less frustrated with myself. I'd be like kicking myself in the tail end. But yeah, but it's just like, you know, again, like part of me, I'm not banking on this working either this or like voice acting i'm actually starting to get into voice acting myself mm, nice nice yeah like so, so i had a, a guest a couple weeks back uh their name is antonio frere um he's a uh-huh. he's an indie game developer who's making this game uh-huh, called yeah. the, the chameleon which is supposed to be this like if metal gear solid didn't have the weapons but had superpowers you know oh that's sick. like all the way down to the aesthetic because it's supposed to be like reminiscent of like the ps1 ps2 era yeah. graphics and stuff which is something yeah. you potentially did well after the podcast i usually am like you know hey if you need like voice acting or something like that i'm more than willing to help out and i was yeah i was offering it as kind of like you know hey the guards need to make a noise or something like that so i can just do like yeah. a standard oof or something like that you know yeah but now the dude's like well actually the main guy i have having a guy be had to back out do the life stuff I need someone to voice basically the main character of the game. Would you like to? And I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Which by the way, for those who are interested, it is out. The, uh, the demo is out, um, which I'll leave a link in the description and the game should be out like mid 2021. My voice is in the demo. It's, fucking so insane it, like it, it blows my mind and like that's so sick <laughs> and so it's like i want to like try to make that a thing you know yeah because <laughs> like i i've always been amazed with like cartoons and video games and stuff like how people are basically able to like put themselves into it without doing like the the facial you know <laughs> reaction like you know actors yeah. like they make academy award you know you get the academy awards and stuff and like you know people are believable with that kind of stuff but like they have to yeah. put all themselves into it imagine having to do that and like expressing that emotion but you can only use your voice that's a fucking challenge okay <laughs> yeah voice acting is awesome it's super super crazy yes i would highly rec- i would highly recommend if you like really want to do it at least like try you know yeah i've i feel like it'd be a neat thing to do yeah no. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. There you go. There you go. Uh, goodness, I've. Uh, I'm sorry if I've like derailed the 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 oh podcast a little bit, but it's totally fine. I do want to say I like, derail conversations all the time. It's no big deal. <laughs> but I I just wanted to say like this conversation. I'm not gonna lie. I've gotten a lot more like pers- like introspective than I've ever had with any podcast. So I personally want to say thank you for that. That's yeah, of course. <laughs> um, when I'm on, it's a chill time i guess there you go there you go um <laughs> well i i want to say i want to sort of wrap up with this little question real quickly um mm-hmm. anyone can argue i mean anyone can easily make the argument that music is art so i want to know yeah. that for you how important is art not only just for you but for the world as a whole Ooh. i think art is fundamental to the human experience mm-hmm I mean, if, if, if you go back to, like, I feel like it's not a very controversial or, like, hot take for me to say that, like, yeah, for me to say that, that art is part of the human experience, part of the human condition. I mean, you, you go back thousands of years and you got caveman paintings and, like, caveman instruments. I mean, art art is necessary for humans to thrive because humans need to constantly make art and humans need to constantly absorb art. I, 
I think I think it helps create a better understanding of the world. And I think especially in the case of more emotional, personal art, like, you know, like personal books or the kind of music I make or really deep, impactful movies, it helps someone understand other people. Like it, it helps, A, it helps show you that you're not alone. Like that there's other human souls that feel the same things you do. They're just expressing it a different way. And B, like it helps you understand that, that like the true depth of human experience. I guess. I honestly I cannot think of a better way to word it. That was that was very wonderfully worded and I do appreciate you saying that. Um Thank with you. with that, I'm all out of questions. Um Robin, I, I just want to say it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um, yeah. I, I, I've i already gushed enough about the EP, but seriously, it has been one of the best listening experiences I've had within the past couple of years or so. And I really do hope Thank that – Thank you pe- so much. I really do hope that people give it the time to like sit down and listen to it because it, it's a really it, – I think it can impact a lot of people – more than just a good listening experience more than anything else. And also I guess thank you for the free therapy session. Cause I did not, ex- <laughs> yeah. I, I did not expect to like divulge so much into myself on this podcast. I wanted it to be more focused on you. And I apologize if it seems like I focused. No, on it's so valid. It's, it's, it's a good conversation to have. Yes. And I feel like, I feel like this EP definitely brings that kind of conversation out. It definitely should. And I hope that, if this is how I'm feeling with it, I can only imagine how other people are going to be feeling with it as well. And I also yeah. cannot wait for the reception. I sincerely hope the best for this EP and for everything that you do afterwards. Like, yeah, thank you so stuff. much. Yeah, you're all this like praise means a lot to me. Like, genuinely, I'm still like not used. Again, I might have mentioned this earlier, but I'm still not used to people like knowing who I am and like <laughs> saying the things I do are good. Well, hopefully I can be just one of the few for now, but soon one of many more names. Yeah, days. thank you. I'll tell you what, the faster you release, we should hang out, though. I think that number's going to uh, go way, way. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, I'm we'll joking. see. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> well, we'll see whenever that eventually this comes. Go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of how I can plug myself. Uh, listen to Once in the Future. It's out on all major streaming platforms. It's out on Bandcamp. It's out on SoundCloud. You can buy it on Bandcamp. I also have merch at teespring.com slash stores slash holiday kiss, I believe. Uh, follow me on Twitter at holiday kiss underscore. Um, yeah. Once in future forever. I mean, if nothing, there you go. I was going to say, if nothing else, I'm going to make sure to have those links in the description below for the people as yeah. well. So um, I, I got you covered. I got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, do you have any final words before we sign off? uh thank you for this opportunity this is really it's a really neat experience and i uh loved being here well thank you for taking time out of your day again i really do appreciate this from the bottom of my heart it yeah is, of course it, it's been one of the more interesting podcast experiences i've had so far and i've only done you'll be what the 16th episode i've done so yeah 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 this is awesome yeah there we go and now for the people at home all i have to say is hasta luego amigos <laughs> adios y'all